Welcome to Digging Into the Pet Industry, the podcast helping you navigate and learn about the $100 billion pet industry. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Nancy Hassel, and this podcast is brought to you by American Pet Professionals, otherwise known as APP, the only organization that caters to all pet professionals, helping pet entrepreneurs grow their businesses since 2009. This is a podcast where we dig in with pet entrepreneurs every week to find out what works for their pet businesses. I also created this podcast after 20 years in the pet industry to give you guys ideas, know-how, simple step-by-step strategies, and even some thought-provoking marketing concepts that you can apply to your own pet business. If you're in the pet industry 20 plus years, or if you're just starting out, you're in the right place, pet pros. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody, we are back with a solo podcast episode for Digging Into the Pet Industry. I'm Nancy Hassel, your host, and I'm from American Pet Professionals. So today I am going to be talking with you about having a communication breakdown in your pet business. Now, I know that might not sound so exciting, but I think it's super important for your pet business, no matter what kind of pet business that you have. A little bit of background about me. I went to college for communications. I was a communications major. I minored in television production and communicating and communications is something I am super passionate about. And also communicating with your employees and communicating with your customers clearly and precisely. So you're getting your message across, whether you're training employees, whether you're Um, talking about something that's on sale or the policies and procedures in your store, your grooming, your veterinarian office. I think that it's really important. And as we all know, a lot of people don't read through everything that you give them, Um, right? You always hear it's in the fine print or you just hear people don't read because we're all busy. We have stuff coming at us left and right, but you still have to communicate all the things that I mentioned above because whether you're doing it in a podcast, whether you're doing it in a brochure, whether you're verbally telling them, sometimes people have to hear or read things a few times to get it down. So let me ask you this. Have you ever read an email that was sent to you and you completely took it the wrong way, read it out of context? Maybe you misread a social post and were instantly irked. Or you had a conversation with someone, a customer or employee, and You misunderstood what he or she was trying to convey. Congratulations, you guys. You're human. (laughs) What happens to all of us? However, focusing on a better communication, written and verbally, is going to be a game changer, I believe, for your pet business. In 2022, I was speaking at Global Pet Expo down in Orlando, and the topic that I was speaking in that seminar was adapting different training modalities. Um... And during that session, I brought up the topic of communicating with your employees. And I asked, does anyone here know what the ABC method is? And some of the answers people raised their hands for were super creative and hilarious. I don't remember them now, but I just remember we were cracking up in that session quite a bit. But the ABC method is always be communicating. And I am going to fully give credit where credit is due. I've always known about always be communicating, but I never heard of the ABC method until a couple of years ago where we had a member of American Pepper Professionals on doing a webinar for us. And that member, Ann Rollins of the Good Dog Treat uh, Truck Company, 
is was did HR for 20 plus years. And that was a method in dealing with employees to always be communicating. And of course, I completely jumped all over that was like, Oh, my God, I love that. And, you know, yes, 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 that's so true. And if you guys know me, I am always communicating with our members, whether it's in an email, whether I am doing a live Q&A update for them uh, on video, whether I'm doing a voice message, whatever it is, text, all the things I'm always communicating. So when I was at Global, I went on to ask, how often are you communicating with your employees so they are understanding your training, your brand's voice, and how to answer customers' questions? And one of the attendees in the audience said, we do regular role play in our store based on potential or past conversations with customers. And I apologize because I don't remember who it was. It was a, you know, about 50 people in the room. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. That's something I have not heard from a pet business doing. I was like, tell us more. I was really impressed and how they implemented. So he said there was no schedule for the role play. It would just happen at random times with their employees. So for example, Sally, aka the manager of the store owner, would go up to John, said employee, and implement an issue that a customer may come up with, and Sally would play the part of the customer. So this has multiple ways it could help improve communication and training in your pet store. It can help the employee better understand a customer's needs, which is a huge thing in my opinion, um, to make clearer communication between the employer employee, excuse me, and customer needs, and to have everyone in the store prepared ahead of time, trained on potential customer questions and needs. I thought this was a brilliant idea, and what a great way to help the entire store be on the same page, and uh, with training, communication skills with the employees and customers. Talk about, have your, talk about having your pet store stand out, you guys. I really thought that was brilliant. So I decided to dig a little deeper, as I always do, and I asked the store manager a few more questions about that, and he went on to admit that he actually thought it was nerve-wracking <laughs> to initiate the role-play sessions with the employees and said that the employees also seemed nervous, which I found even more interesting and was a little surprised since it was part of their own training. But here's the takeaway from that being a little nervous. Direct one-on-one communication is not always easy for people, right? If there's a conflict with your employee or a misunderstanding, um, you know, a customer complaining about something and then you having to explain it, it is not easy. And I totally get that. So whether you're the owner or business or the employee, sometimes direct one-on-one communication can really be a stumbling point or um, a frustration that could create a bigger problem if you don't have that clear communication. So I during the session, I may have mentioned ways to make it fun versus everyone being nervous instead of seeing like a chore. How can you make those communication role play sessions fun for your employees? Just a little bit of kibble or raw food for thought for you. So I then asked the attendees in the audience, how many of you feel comfortable communing, uh, communicating, aka having a conversation directly with your employees? about four hands went up. And I wasn't surprised about that at all because a lot of people, when there's a conflict or something that they have to bring up with an employee, it's not easy for people. 
Um, so I wasn't surprised by only four hands going up that they actually felt comfortable addressing the situation. And it is a skill and something that you work on as a leader in your business on how to address issues or problems, right? And if you don't have an HR team, it might be somebody that you can hire out and understand how to communicate better or how to deal with employee problems. There are HR consultants and specialists. So if that's something like, well, we don't have an HR person, think about looking into hiring somebody to train you on how to do that. So for me, I'm kind of the opposite. I would rather talk with an employee, outside contractor, virtual assistant, whoever it is, then go back and forth on an email where things can quickly get taken out of context. How many of you have ever been there where you're like, you know, sitting there shaking your head going, well, this is not a, at all what I meant. And that's the onus is on you to be a clearer communicator. But sometimes there is an issue and the other person is only reading what they're thinking they're seeing and not actually paying attention, like I said earlier during this podcast. So I, of course, you want to be prepared for the conversation, right? And not have a heated conversation with an employee, especially during business hours, if you're brick and mortar, that your customers are now listening to. There's nothing more uncomfortable than hearing an argument happen when you're in a store, doesn't have to be pet or doctor's office or wherever, and you hear them having an argument. So maybe after hours for you guys would be a good suggestion. Unless it is something incredibly serious, affects a customer's pet, or is a fireable offense, take your time as the leader to cool down so you can communicate the issue properly and come up with a solution that your employee or the customer or any, whatever the situation is can be dealt with and handled properly. You can even write out some bullet points of what you want to discuss with your employee so it's not just an emotional conversation that ends up being heated and not resolving the issue. I'm more of like, hey, let's just chat on the phone. Are you available? Can I call you right now? Even when it's not a heated thing, even when it's just like, mm, I don't think they're understanding what I'm saying, or let's just discuss it real quick to make it faster. So I would rather do that or even hop on a Zoom if it's um, somebody that you know is out of state or whatever, and just say, hey, this is what I was thinking. This is what I meant you know, to get them to understand better. Because again, people can take things out of context, read, misread it, read it the way that they're seeing it. So it's important to realize that as you're running your business. Did you know that there are over 70 pet business events, conferences, and trade shows in the pet industry every year in the United States? Since 2013, we have been compiling and sharing those events with our sought after pet industry events calendar. It's our gift to the industry. Grab yours today by going to AmericanPetProfessionals.com forward slash pet events calendar and let us know what industry event you will be at. I think a communication breakdown can really wreck a relationship between you and employee, you and a customer, wreak havoc on your business and affect your bottom line, right? So learning how to be a better communicator with your employees should be an important part of your business goals. A lot of communicating, believe it or not, is being quiet and listening and actually active listening, actually hearing what that person is saying, asking and conveying to you, not cutting them off mid-sentence to talk over them and to get them to answer quickly. Because when you're cutting somebody off, not hearing the entire question, 
and answering abruptly with the wrong answer, it is not going to help the situation. Or even if it's the correct answer and you're just pummeling over them to like get them to understand. Listening is a part of your leadership skills. It took me a long time to really stop talking, pay attention, listen, actively listen. Because for me, when I'm talking to, let's say, another pet business professional and they're asking me questions, like I just had a business consultation the other day with one of our members, and I get really excited about like what they're asking me. So I have to really like be calm, hold it in, and wait. The best thing that you can do if you're doing a phone call or even if you're in a meeting and somebody's saying something, just write down a note so you can go back to that point and still really actively listen to them instead of going, oh my God, I'm so excited. Wait, I want to tell you this. And they're not done with whatever it is that they're telling you. That's my own issue. So I really have learned over the years to train myself to be a better active listener. So listening and hearing your employees is super vital to your business. How many times as an employee yourself, have you been frustrated with your boss who is not listening or hearing you? Oh boy, I have been there and it's not fun, right? And I know if you're a boss reading this, you may be thinking, well, all of our employees are not listening to us, exclamation point. I will say to that, be leaders, my friends, not bosses. Maybe it's not the right employee. Maybe you're not approaching it in the right way. Maybe you're not actively listening to them. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to look at the look at ourselves and put the onus on you. And sometimes it is it is the employee or it is the customer. But still, you want that person to walk away thinking, wow, they really addressed that in a professional way. That you don't want them walking away thinking, I'm never coming back to this store again. So if you're doing, if all you're doing with your employees is bossing them around, chances are your communication skills are a bit lacking. And you're not leading your team by listening with the intention of actually hearing them. I'm going to say that again. If all you're doing is bossing around your employees, chances are your communication skills are lacking and you're not leading your team by listening with the intention of hearing them. So how can you be a better communicator as a leader of your pet business? When you're having a conversation with your employee or customer, listen by being fully present in the conversation. I know that's easier said than done as there can be a lot going on in your store, your grooming shop, your veterinarian office, etc. But hearing what that customer is saying and helping helping them solve the problem they have, answering their question is going to far outweigh not being present while listening. So don't glance at your phone, have your head in your books, paperwork, looking at your computer, opening boxes from order that might have just come in, you fill in the blank. While a customer is trying to ask you a question and you're not being fully present, that's going to come off as bad customer service, not just bad, you know, communication skills. So there's nothing worse than being in a store, having a question about a product or service and ask a person the question working there, but they seem to be bothered or just too busy to answer you. You don't want that to be your store or business. So figure out where you're in your business that you might have a communication breakdown or where communication can be better addressed. Be honest about it with yourself. Ask your employees where they may feel a communication breakdown is and figure out that plan to fix it. And I know that might not be so fun, (laughs) but it'll really help you because you may, if they're not telling you and you're not asking, 
that's a communication breakdown right there, right? But if you're opening your communication to your employees, to your customers, to whoever it is that you feel like there might be, you know, some lack there, it's really going to help. Make your communication style clear and simple so that anyone can understand and take in the information you are relaying. This may, of course, come with some editing of yourself as you speak, of your training, written components, and even marketing of your business. I know I have to edit myself because I am the type of person that while communicating clearly, I also want to give you all the information. (laughs) So I have to go back and edit anything that I'm putting out into the world and making it easier and not overwhelming because that can super overwhelm people if you're giving them like, say a customer comes into your store and says, I was using this product, but I can't find it anywhere. Do you have anything similar? And you're giving them 20 choices versus two choices of your top choices um, because you're so excited that, you know, we have all these options. You know, think about how you can be clearer with your communication to not overwhelm people. That is also a very big factor. If you feel there's a breakdown within your business, have a team meeting specifically to ask if anyone is having issues with communication in your business. Again, I know that may not sound fun, but it's going to help you as the leader to hear where there may be areas that you guys can improve upon. You may not even realize that there are people within your organization that are not being heard or fully understand the company's goals due to lack of clear communication. So I think the more that you concentrate on being a better communicator, verbally and written, the better you'll get at it. And your employees, customers, and peers will be far better off as well as your business, especially for the future of your business. So I know that was a lot of information about being a communicator, but I really hope that it helps and that you think about how you're communicating with your customers, how your employees are communicating with your customers. And I'll leave you with this one little story that just happened recently to me. Um, I was actually at a, let's say a yoga studio where they have a storefront where you can buy products. And I was telling a couple of people about it before the holidays, how much I love the yoga studio. It's not a yoga studio, but it's the same kind of concept. And it's not pet. Anyway, I was like, I really love going there. The classes are great, blah, blah, blah. So I was very kindly gifted uh, a couple of gift cards to that said yoga studio and was very excited to apply those to the classes. And I was on their website and I was trying to book a couple of classes. And it kept saying that the gift card, the code was wrong. And so I said, huh, that's really weird. I'm like, these are brand new. I hadn't even gone into the store yet. So I emailed them and said, hey, you know, I'm trying to sign up for some classes and they are not working the cards that I have. And so the owner of the yoga studio wrote back and said, oh, um, those, the gift cards are only for the storefront, not for the classes. That was not communicated. And I said, oh, I said, but she was very kind. And she said, we'll honor it, you know, for you, but just so you know, in the future. And I said to her, I said in the email back, well, thank you so much. And I said, I don't think that was communicated to the people buying the gift cards. I know for a fact that it was not um, because I asked afterwards. And so the response in the email was, they may not have asked. And I was like, that might not be so good to say back to somebody. Now, I still love the place. I'm still going to go and be a 
yogi, I'm doing air quotes, at the place. But I just thought, how is it the customer's responsibility to understand what the gift card can be used for in your facility? And so then I went back and I asked a bunch of pet business owners, you guys give out gift cards, like pet business owners that did uh, grooming services and that also do dog training or boarding or daycare, anything that had specific services. And they said, if somebody came in with a gift certificate that was bought in our store or our facility, it's used for anything in the business, which I thought made more sense. Now, I understand yoga instructors or different groomers, depending on your business model, could be paid differently. Um, This is a young business. They're only been in business a year, but I just didn't think that was the best response. So they did not clearly communicate to the gift card buyers that, you know, this is just for the store, not for classes. And then the communication back to me, I didn't take it offensively, but I know a lot of people could in this day and age. So also think about how you're responding in your emails and how your staff is responding in emails. So I'll just leave you with that. And I hope that this has helped you guys um, have a clear communication for the new year. And I hope that you tune in regularly and check out our upcoming podcast. We have a lot of new content coming out that will be every week coming from me and coming from our episodes of me interviewing amazing pet professionals for digging into the pet industry. Okay, that's all for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was. Please let us know and leave us a review. If you're new to our podcast, we'd love it if you subscribed, shared this episode, and I hope you tune in regularly to hear from our next guest and get tips, ideas, and stories about the pet industry from yours truly. Want to know more about the pet industry? Go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com. Okay, pet pros, until our next show, Take care and don't forget to spend some time with your pets today.